Our First Baptist Family's mission statement is to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and to lead all others in a joyful life with Him. And to fit very closely with that is our theme for this season, Go and Tell. We hope everything that we provide, all the resources, encourage you, equip you to do just that. Go and tell. Um, um, so I'm going to do something that's not planned at all. So we had scheduled uh, Kevin to be up here for 10 minutes. But if it's okay with y'all, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to stay the whole time. So he's going to preach with me. Uh, and you're not prepared for this at okay. all. So we'll just trust the Lord. Um, we, have a, we have a wonderful tradition in our church family, Kevin, where we read the text of Scripture together. So we're going to do that right now. So if y'all would stand with me, um, we're going to read our scripture this morning together. And, and then Kevin's going to stay up here with me and, and walk through um, briskly um, these texts and see how it's taken shape right where you are, um, how God is moving um, right there in Ukraine. Um, so our text is Matthew chapter 5. We're beginning in verse 17, uh, going through verse 20. Uh, let's read this out loud together. Uh, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But, but anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray. Father, this is your word. We need to hear it and see it and put it into action in our life. So guide us by your spirit this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All God's people may be seated. Um, so I was sharing with y'all early and sharing with Kevin that it's, it's a startling thing, I think, for Jesus to tell his listeners, you're the salt and light of, to the world, uh, that um, they were the ones commissioned to bear witness to what God is doing, that they were to bring restoration and life, um, and that they were to testify to the goodness of God for the whole world. And that message is not just true for those who received it at the beginning, but true for us. We're called to bring life. We're called to bring life. Um, the other really startling thing, I think, was um, this kind of message, the Beatitudes, and this call to be salt and light was making significant waves. Now, the, the teachers of the law um, and the Pharisees um, felt like Jesus was undermining their authority and, in fact, kind of twisting the law. And so Jesus says some really profound things in a very authoritative way, right? It really bugged them that here's this man. They had only heard rumors of his healing and teaching who stood up and said, you don't really understand the law. You don't get the law. Um, I'm the one who really understands the law. In fact, he says, I've come to fulfill it. They're worried that he has dismissed it, made it small. He says, no, not at all. Of all people, uh, I love the law. I'm not dismissing it or belittling it. In fact, 
Um, I will say I know the law and will follow it and will fulfill it. That would be a, a very staggering thing to say and to hear from his uh, listeners. Um, and then he transitions to really begin to um, reintroduce this law that he has called them to know and understand and apply in their life. And he really does this by trying to illustrate two major principles. And he does it by walking through um, things that they had heard growing up from the Ten Commandments and how the law had been taught. And so he talks about do not murder, right? Um, he talks about do not commit adultery. Y'all are familiar with these texts. Um, and he, he talks about divorce. And so he uses those three traditional teachings of the law coming out of the law and, and he wants to reintroduce. Well, let me give you the, really mean, the real meaning and purpose behind the law that your religious leaders had really lost sight of. And, and the first thing was um, the law moves well past the appearance of things to your heart, to your heart. Um, and so when I think of that, that God's call for us, and the, the law was really intended to be a compass for us. It can't make us move, but the law was intended to be that roadmap, that's those signs, um, that compass of saying, this is what a life in the kingdom of God ought to look like. This is what your heart ought to look like. And so it wasn't just the low bar of do not murder, right? Uh, I, I think most of us can walk through life without laying a finger on anybody. But he says, no, it's, it's deeper than that. The law was, is to shed light on the human heart, don't don't be angry at your brother. Don't curse your brother. Don't call your brother a fool or idiot, right? So the first major principle for Jesus was the law is more than skin deep. It's skin to bone, through and through. It's supposed to shed light on the, all the areas of your life that you are called to look more and more like the children in kingdom of God, to take on those Beatitudes values. So when I think about that, Kevin, you really have had the opportunity to see the gospel at work in individual lives in extraordinary ways, to transform a person from where they begin to go into the heart of things and make them new people through and through. Um, when you think about that, what are some one or two stories where you, you've seen that kind of real life transformation take place? Yeah. So I'll, I'll share the story of my friend, Alex A. See, he came to our, our outreaches because his family needed food, and he was hooked on alcohol and drugs. And a lot of times as church, we like to preach about like every story in John that says, go and sin no more. And we, we tend to focus a lot of times on those visible sins. So Alex A was a perfect point. He's hooked on alcohol and drugs. We could have just focused on trying to purge that from his life. But instead, just like the story of the paralytic that had laid there for 38 years, he couldn't physically sin like that. But Jesus says, go and sin no more. So he's calling the heart. And we just, we start sharing with Alex A, this, this call to sin no more means to surrender our entire being to Christ. He came forward one day to, to repent and to, 
surrender his life to the Lord. And Hunter and I, who's visiting here, we, we did a gospel conversations training with him. The very next day, it was like two weeks after he got saved, he's out with us sharing the gospel. And after the first conversation, he's like, I've got this. I want the next one. And so he went from hooked on alcohol and drugs to hearing the life-giving grace and mercy of Christ to now sharing it actively. It's just an amazing way that we see that, that skin to bone. It's yeah. not just the outward appearance. Yeah, and it's easy to get caught up in that. It's easy for us to, you know, do those checklists of spirituality. I showed up to worship gathering. I've done Bible study. All those meaningful and needed spiritual things that we can do. But Jesus is like, it's, it's deeper than just those external things or the not doing of things. Well, I'm a spiritual person because I didn't kill someone today. Well, no, I mean, Jesus says, no, it's much deeper. It's about a transformation from skin to bone all the way into the heart. I I love um, the writer of Hebrews when he talks about the nature of the word of God, that it, it divides, you know, bone and marrow. And that was really the aim of the law was to expose, to guide, to be that compass for the whole person that we're to look more and more like Jesus, to be transformed inside and out. And your story of transformation, here you have this guy that went from an alcoholic to being a disciple maker. That's transformation through and through. And and that's true for us too. We're called to be transformed through and through and not just through the appearance of things. I... um, um, the last time I was in Kenya, um, not, well, actually it was, it was the last time I was in Kenya. Um, you know, you go to the market to get, you buy some souvenirs you can bring back home. And um, an orenga, which is a really cool Maasai um, uh, a, a cattle herder will use those for a variety of reasons. I mean, you could really hurt someone with it. Anyway, um, I, had, I bought one, but the guy that I was buying it from was trying to convince me it was 100% ebony. Now, if you don't know what ebony is, ebony is a beautiful uh, black wood uh, in West Africa and East Africa. I mean, it's, it's, it's an expensive piece of wood. It's beautiful, and it's, it's black wood through and through. And he was trying to convince me that this was real ebony, but it wasn't, right? He had put a black varnish on the outside of it um, to kind of trick, uh, to trick the, the foreigner to buy, paying more for something. Uh, but it wasn't ebony through and through. But listen, Jesus says that God takes the through and throughness of your life very seriously. Very seriously. That's why Jesus will transition and say, listen, if your eye causes you to lust and your right hand causes you to sin, God takes that seriously. He's not just interested in the superficial things that look like the real thing. He is interested in your human heart, how you think, how you love. Um, and he's interested in transforming that part of you too. So take it seriously as God takes it seriously. The next thing that Jesus teaches, a uh, principle that he really wants us to understand um, through talking about 
what these people had been hearing all their life about do not murder, um, do not commit adultery, um, do not divorce. Um, He wants them to know that the, the heart of the guiding principles of the law was to move us beyond self-interest to the interest of others. I mean, that's why Jesus says, if you realize you've offended your brother, if you realize you've hurt your brother, uh, you've said something against them and you're going to the altar, you're doing that spiritual thing and you remember that you've said something harmful and hurtful, you, you don't finish that spiritual act. You go and reconcile. You confess, confess and ask for forgiveness. Um, and so the, the aim of the law was to move us beyond just self-interest to really learning how to love our neighbor. Um, and so Kevin, as I think of that, I mean, that, that's a challenge, especially in this digital age where I think that um, more than ever before in human history, we can throw barbs at people and not even see their face and dismiss it as, oh, that's just some other part of my life. That's just, we can say hurtful things with a text, with a post, um, and completely disconnect that from interacting with real people. Um, but, but Jesus says, it's, no, you, you have to move beyond caring just for your self-interest and really care for others. And as you think about that movement from um, caring for yourself, moving to caring for the interests of other people. Have you also seen that transformation happen? And in what ways have you seen that happen? Yeah, that, this is gonna be a hard one for me to share. Okay. Um, because some of the stories hit really deep. Um, in de-occupied Harrison, when we first got there, we met uh, a lady named Larissa and her husband, Vita. Vita was burned by phosphorus on his legs very badly under occupation when he lived by himself he didn't talk to people for six months and he dug the phosphorus out himself and so when we got to them in january of this year they hated people all of the ukrainian orthodox tradition teaches you to follow laws but it gives you a state of hopelessness because you can't follow all of their laws and so Vita and Larissa hated people. And we started just bringing supplies to them, sharing how much God loves them. We started a Bible study with them. And the week before we left, uh, I was talking with Vita at the hospital as he's recovering from his burns. And he said, Kevin, I talked to Larissa last night on the phone. And I said, Larissa, why don't we go ahead and repent? Mm. Because... Before the war, we never knew such people existed. So when we care and go beyond the law and we show the heart of Christ for people, it's powerful. Mm. I need to stop there. (laughs) (coughs) Thank you um, for sharing that story. Um, We know that Jesus said that all the law can be summed up in loving the Lord your God with all your heart, right? Beyond the, the appearance of things, but to the very core of who we are. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. 
And all the law was to, to guide us into those places. Guide us into those um, places. Um, and so uh, that calling uh, to have that kind of heart, that kind of life that makes an impact on the lives of people around us, to care about the interests of other people, even when great harm has happened to us, well, that's extraordinary, is that we can love even when we are hurt. And Jesus forewarned us. He says, listen, you're not gonna be any better off than me. As people have hated me, they're gonna hate you in this bigger war. And will we be the kind of kingdom people that don't return hate for hate, but that we bring restoration and life and love and care, that it, we move beyond self, self-interest into the spiritual interests and well-being, well-being, of others. That's, that's, really, that's really my hope for us um, this morning. Um, we, we are really called um, to be salt and light in this, in this world. Um, one of the major criticisms that Jesus had uh, with some of the leadership, um, he described them as um, whitewashed tombs that they had the appearance of things on the outside, but inside they were just dry bones. And I know as a church family, we want to be more than dry bones, that we really want to join God in what he is doing all in the world. And we want to partner with people that are um, being salt in life in the more challenging places in the world. Um, you know, we, we share the same calling in this world, uh, even though we live in San Antonio. And as you think about our church family, that many of us are just gonna stay here, work here, love here, serve here. What are some, just some encouraging words, some challenging words that you would leave with us this morning? Yeah, so my unhidden agenda for being in the States, period, it's the spread of virus more powerful than COVID ever was. You know, COVID went around the world and locked a lot of our economy down. But that virus I want to share is the Luke 10.2 virus with you. Luke 10.2 says that the harvest is great, truly great. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into the harvest field. He's not talking about the harvest in Ukraine. He's talking about the global harvest. And he has you all here in a major city that touches the world. San Antonio as laborers. Whether we like it or not, once we are believers, we're not trying to just purge sin from our lives. We're trying to follow our Father with all of our heart. And he makes us new and he makes us an ambassador. And as an ambassador, we are charged with carrying his message, his victory to the world. And that starts right at home. And truly, the reason we're here is to share that virus because that verse says, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers. Prayer is the battle. We, we often forget that. And when we start praying for laborers for other places, Sometimes he uses a broken soldier to meet a Ukrainian wife, send them to a beautiful country where he can barely walk, and places them in the middle of war where 
thought he was done with war. And now God's using that. Awesome. Thank you so much um, for sharing your story and your family's story, the Lord's story of what he's doing in Ukraine. And I know you've said multiple times, it's not about you or your family. It's about the work of God through his people. And he, he receives all the glory for that. And we too long for a movement of God right here in the heart of San Antonio. And um, I, I long and we long for our church family to be a part of that. Um, thank you for being with us today. Let's, let's pray together. Can you pray for us? Sure. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity, the honor, and the humbling to be here, to carry your story of what you are doing in Ukraine in the midst of trials to those that need to hear in America, those that are praying and have supported so faithfully. Lord, I pray that we would be cognizant of the fact that we are all at this war and that we have your strength, your authority, and our weapons are not of this world. They are, they are those that have divine power to tear down strongholds. And Lord, we ask that you would tear down strongholds in San Antonio and cast this, this army, this family into the world of San Antonio and beyond, mm. that you would light a fire in their heart that they cannot be comfortable to just sit at home knowing that the Luke 10-2 virus is what you have called us to. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kevin, so much for being here.